What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Hi, and thanks for listening to Designated Driver, the podcast about the work and mystique of Adam Driver. I'm Liz. I'm Malia. And today, we're finally going to talk about girls. Yes. We have some news, though. Oh, yeah. We have a rat report for the first time in a while. Okay. Well, actually, do you want to report on the rats? Because I just saw them. Yeah. Sermia is sort of like couple scratches on her back no i mean gem and gem is round as can be they're just the sweetest they're little dogs fancy rat owners call them little dogs oh really and they are because like when you come into the room for the first time they're like so excited they're jumping all around and they're so excited to see you and hopefully get a treat of bananas which they love so yep very nice pets highly recommended they're doing well (laughs) They are sort of cute. I give you a pass on that. When you saw Starmin, like her little ears. We love our rats, our pet rats. Okay, so what news okay. are you thinking of? So I have two news items that I shared with you. Okay, so the first one is that Adam Driver's Burberry Fragrance Commercial. Adam Driver is this year's Fragrance Foundation winner of the Media Campaign of the Year men's and universal award and also winner of the consumer choice for men's award i don't know what any of those things are but it sounds like he won an award for being in that burberry commercial where he turns into a horse the awards for him it's not for the it's not for the campaign it's for him i mean he did a great job he swam with his shirt off of course which Mm -hmm. was a big part of the beginning of girls Mm -hmm. shirtless adam Mm -hmm. he was underwater rode a horse you know, I saw my cousin yesterday who had the horses oh. when I was a kid. And I was like, so what was the deal with those horses? She told me about how first they had the Shetland pony that was a mated pair with this other horse, which was a mean horse. And they lived on a farm. And I guess there was some neighbor who was, would kind of lend the horses hmm. to my uncle. So they were mean. But I remember that Shetland pony. And then they traded those for a nice horse. And this is the one I rode named Blaze. Blaze was really nice. And my cousin said that she remembered riding with me and that she thinks we were bareback. (laughs) We were both on there, just cantering down the gravel road. But Blaze died, Mm. tragically. And then she got another one that wasn't as nice. I can't remember that one's name. And then they went on a trip or something, and it went back to the original farm and just kind of never came back. And she had turned, she wanted it back, but she had also turned 16 and like could drive and stuff. So that was sort of the horse story. I wish I would have ridden them more. Mm-hmm. I could have been an equestrian like mm-hmm. you. I'm not an equestrian. <laughs> but I did, I can't imagine riding bareback because I learned English style on a saddle with stirrups and posting and everything. And I can't imagine riding bareback. I can't either. I just wonder how many times did I ride a horse? I can't remember. I remember one time, but that would be kind of weird if that was the only time. How did I get down there? That's a good question, too. You need a stirrup to get up. My memories would have been downloaded to the internet. Starting as a child, I could like check that out and see myself riding a horse. It's just a matter of time. It's mostly gone. Yeah. And then the other item is that there's an auction of stuff from the House of Gucci movie, including the ring worn by Adam Driver as Maurizio Gucci. So that auction is 
June 16th. So look for that. Let's see what the starting, I don't know if there's a starting bid. I didn't see a, a number on there. Yeah, I just downloaded something. So what do they auction off everything from every movie? Yeah, it's a movie it auction. Maybe it makes up for the loss of, I don't know. Yeah, maybe movies that lose money, they need to make some back. Okay, so I just downloaded the catalog. There's no starting bid. What if we could get it really cheap? Because what if no one wants that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Okay, we've got to follow this auction. There's also, you can get, there's a stunt license plate from the little motorcycle. There's the Tom Ford jacket. They probably wouldn't allow a bid of like $30 or something. I bet there's a minimum, but I'm curious to see how it works. There's some pretty sweet <clears throat> costumes up for auction too. For sure. There's no starting bids on the catalog. So each one is going to go up at a specific time and they have, oh, they have his glasses. Oh, that's cool. Oh my gosh. His Should glasses. Tell, uh... Nadine about that. Yeah, so the glasses go for sale June 23rd at 11.52 a.m. Central Time. Hmm. That's when the bidding starts for that. So, Nadine, if you're listening, now you know. She owns an optical store called Viewfinder. Check it out. That's interesting. And we were also going to talk about John Oliver. I think we thought maybe it would be a whole episode, but I don't think it's a whole episode. I forgot to watch it, but I think I can riff on it because I've seen all of them. Oh, okay. It was John Oliver talking about whatever bad news is going on. Like one I remember, like they were talking about the early COVID test where they stuck a Q-tip way far up high. And he was like, the only one I'd want doing that to me would be Adam Driver. And then there's this format of saying, like, break my fingers, you load-bearing wall wall or something. So it's like, do something bad to me, you, and then something that represents like something super strong mm -hmm. and i think this would be really funny if you saw it in the wild you know like if you're watching the show and then like they worked in the adam driver but i watched them all on like a youtube supercut i mean it wasn't like funny at all and yeah what do you think i agree with you i think it was one of those jokes because john oliver talks about these jokes sometimes where he thinks they're funny but nobody else does. But instead of stopping, he just leans into it because he can't help himself. And I feel like it was one of those mm -hmm. where he was like, you guys, this is going to be hilarious and no one laughs. But then he like can't let the bit go. Yes. It's sort of not really funny. It's more clever. And it's like a writer's joke right. where they're just coming up with the weirdest like metaphor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they had Adam Driver call into the show. Did you see this? Yes. I did not like it. Say more. It was one-dimensional Adam Driver acting really mad, and I'm sure this is what they told him to do, to just yell at John Oliver. And then at the end, he's like, goodbye, I hated this. And he hung up, and John Oliver was like, that went really well. And that was kind of funny. But I didn't like it because I felt like the real Adam Driver would have thought it was funny and had much more of a sense of humor. I don't think he should have done that. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can do whatever he wants, obviously. But to me, was not my favorite Adam Driver moment. He was acting the part yeah. perfectly, of course. But obviously. I was okay with it. Okay. I thought it was fine. I was glad he played along. I did kind of want him to break or be on the show at some point. But the year that 
they did that, John Oliver won an award because he always wants awards. He won an Emmy. And at the acceptance speech, they thanked Adam Driver, hmm. which is kind of cute. I did like to see what he looks like on a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was new. I thought he looked hot. Yeah. Maybe I was just in a bad mood and watching things on YouTube is just not very fun. Mm-hmm. I think if you watch the show, it would be a lot more delightful. Yes. Yes. So that's that. So, okay, how much did you watch of Girls? I watched the first seven episodes. I think that's an interesting stopping point because Mm -hmm. I thought episode seven was when the show, like, takes off into outer space. And this is, like, the best episode. It's one of my all-time favorites. It was so good. It was a warehouse party. Mm -hmm. Should we start at the beginning, though? Sure, let's. I don't know exactly how we're going to do this, but maybe if we go through seven today, we could do like half a season each time. Yeah, because I think that is right in the middle of the first season. There's 10 episodes of the first season. Okay, so we'll just kind of play it by ear. Yeah, I don't know how many episodes girls should be. One or it's such a 10 I don't know yeah we'll have to see Mm -hmm. we'll have to see so okay so to set the scene I'll just say a little because I have an episode an overview and an episode guide up right here so girls is a show that was created by Lena Dunham and she created it with Judd Apatow and the first episode was April 15th 2012 so watching it was I kind of had fun watching it just because there are some technology and music things that I remember but seem kind of long ago now and that was kind of cute the premise is really simple it's just four girls who are between like 22 and 25 and they're all just trying to figure out life in New York and I haven't read any of the critical stuff about it for a while but it was acclaimed when it came out and I still love it spoiler I still love it even though there's been a lot of criticism about the sort of privilege and whiteness that's kind of just written into that show we can get into the criticism if you want I just haven't yet and I still love it I still think it's fantastic and relatable and warm and clever and I love it so yeah I mean the criticism of Lena Dunham is extreme it's like Hillary Clinton level anything people just hate her anything she said in the aftermath of girls made the internet explode in hating her I think it maybe has something to do with she's a person a woman who's kind of chubby who got into a position of power and then that really drives some people crazy and they kind of are just like stop talking and also like I do know that all the actors hated each other by the end of the show and I think that had a lot to do with Lena Dunham I don't know Obviously, how would I know what she's like on set? But I always think it's a good idea to stay off social media. Some things she posted are offensive. She probably got famous and achieved her success by being edgy online. And that was like her secret sauce, which is a gross phrase. But And then once she's like famous and rich and powerful, that just doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's definitely too extreme. I've watched four and a half seasons. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Joel, we've got to gorge this. I've got to. I will say, like, Joel and I watched it in real time when it came out, when we were living together before we got married. And my husband does not 
generally like episodic drama like it's really hard to get him to watch it he wants to watch documentaries sci-fi and sports like those are his jams but this is one that i could even watching it the second time joel would like laugh out loud at some of the it's so good yeah especially the first season there's some really snappy writing really good very funny in season one in that episode seven that we referred to Mm -hmm. judd apatow has a writing credit on it and he also has a writing credit on the final episode of season two. And those are just these like outer space episodes that are really exhilarating. And perfect. Yeah, just perfect. Not to take away from Lena Dunham, but Judd Apatow does have a lot of experience with this kind of funny and also heartwarming and really makes you cry. It's solid. I agree. Okay, so there's four girls and they all have the same letter of their first and last name. So Hannah Horvath is Lena Dunham. Shoshana Shapiro is Sasha Mamet. Jessa, I can't remember her last name, but Jessa is the beautiful blonde. And then Marnie Michaels is a sort of annoying, brittle friend who thinks she knows everything. And they're all at different points in their relationships with each other and with men. And so the men kind of play secondary roles as the relationships. And the two relationships that we see the most are Charlie, who's Marnie's kind of weenie boyfriend. And then Adam, who has this kind of strange relationship with Hannah that she can't quite figure out and pin down. And then it's also about how she relates to her family. And then Charlie has this friend. The other person in it is Ray who I always love, and, you know, I call him Ray with the sad eyes, but watching it again, I was like, Ray's a dick. Ray in the beginning is really awful. He says some really, he like, some violent horrible things. things against women. And in the first episode, <clears throat> I really hated Ray, yeah. too. But then you, he, gets he better. has a better arc. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So those are sort of the people. Adam Sackler comes right out of the gate as a mm-hmm. really just fascinating fully formed character I thought he was kind of like sex offendery in the beginning and he seems kind of sadistic he pretends to use a condom and he doesn't which is legally a sexual assault in some places I don't I don't think it's clear that that's what is happening oh I thought he flicked it across the room he's like yeah I'll use one and he takes it out of the wrapper and then like flicks it I did not so see kind of that pretends to I think that happens in the very beginning he lives in this really dark, creepy apartment where he does this carpentry work. And it's unclear how he pays for it. Partly from money from mm-hmm. his grandma. All of them can only function with parental support. He's pretty bad in the beginning, too. I mean, he gets a lot better as time goes on. I will just say, too, as we're setting the stage, there are also some really fun cameos by people who I forgot were in it. Oh, so many cameos. Like Amy Mann is in it. No, Who's not Amy? Amy Mann. Not Amy Mann. Leslie Mann. Judd Apatow's wife plays the woman who runs Marnie's gallery. Oh, okay. And then Catherine Hahn plays yep. the mom who Jessa babysits for, and I love Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. She has a friend who works at a coffee shop who's in Francis Ha. Yeah, so there there's were another lots Francis of fun... Ha guy shows up later, the roommate friend. He's kind of like shorter. Is it Booth Jonathan? <laughs> No, I love Booth. I like the, all That's the characters. That's a funny name, it. Booth Jonathan. Like, I know it's like a person who just switches their names or something yes. to seem more cool in in New York. No, he was a. It's later. He's a coworker of Hannah's. He's the guy. So Adam Driver's roommate in Francis Ha, and okay. I think they're gonna date in the end, or they're mm-hmm. like they're friends. Mm-hmm. 
Kim Gordon is in it. I always like. Oh, who's she? Later, she's in rehab with Jessa. Later. Oh, yep. On my Apple TV, it's very hard to figure out which button to press so you can see the credits because it wants to start. It's like starting the next show in seven seconds, and I tried every button and I finally figured out it's menu. <laughs> Mm-hmm. If you hit menu, you can see the whole credits. But in some of the beginning episodes, I didn't figure that out. Like, who were her coworkers at that job where the guy was like touching I her? I know they look really who familiar too. I don't know. So I missed some people I was curious about. You know who else is in it later? Um, Richard E. Grant, who I love so much. Natasha Leone. Oh, she is. She has a little part in it. I mean, just so many people who became very, very famous mm-hmm. after being in Girls. Tons of people and I mean there is some diversity and I don't know what to say about that because it's a story about certain people and the main characters are white you can't write a story about everything in every show that seemed a little bit unreasonable Judd Apatow has had mainly white people in his movies too but no one has called him out for it so it just seemed like any way you could call out Lena Dunham people Mm -hmm. did it and I kind of wonder if it's Okay, so the beginning of the show in the first two seasons, if it would have ended after season two, this would have been like the greatest show of all time. And season three is also, is very solid too. And now I'm in season four and Adam and Hannah have like their final breakup and I know what's coming, which I really didn't like. Me neither. And I think the show might have broken a lot of, it broke the fans' hearts midway through season four and just crushed people and so maybe they were kind of tired of it i remember watching it till the end i don't know how i watched it because the girls were born that year 2012 so like when girls first came out i was two months pregnant it's the same age as my twins after the end i did read lena dunham's memoir that Hmm. came out and i didn't have an extreme reaction to it i didn't love it and i think i was just a little tired of lena dunham because there was so much Mm -hmm. and there's so much of her in the show it was like too soon for mm-hmm. even more. We should probably go back to Adam yeah. Sackler, though. I mean, to your point, and we can, I think, get into this as we talk later. He's never said a bad thing about her. I mean, he credits her Classic. for, yeah, he credits her for being a great writer and having a strong vision. And likewise, she applauds his talent and always has good things to say about him. And it's hard not to. I mean, just so just going through the first seven, I'm looking at the episode guides. Like the first time we meet him, he's this guy who lives in this kind of gross, but by New York standards, fairly. There's rooms. Yeah. There's more than one room. Pretty nice apartment. Never wears a shirt. Is constantly Mm -hmm. like fiddling around at things. Is an actor, but also has this kind of edgelord attitude about things that he's never going to be a slave to anybody else he's just going to do what he does he doesn't recognize the privilege that his grandmother gives him money and he talks about how he like quote supplements the allowance she gives but it's not really clear how he does that you know we see him in moving this... furniture i would hope i would, I would hope think because so. like he can move furniture on he's his own really buff that's probably yep. what he did yep and like he always has like a blowtorch and like sometimes he has goggles on and like you don't really know what he's doing or why and like He's an actor, but you never see him going to auditions because really the only time you ever see him. Yeah, yet. So really the only time you ever see him, he's in this apartment and Hannah is basically doing some version of like a booty call. And then they have some version of frequently sort of gross, manipulative, weird sex. A lot of on-screen sex, which it's not my jam, but, you know, HBO, it's always there. 
but it's also like mm. kind of weird sex. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of Lena Dunham in the shower or like sitting on the toilet and stuff and yeah. naked a lot, which everyone I... talked about how brave she was when that came out. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, wow, her body's really different from other bodies. But now 10 years later, that is one thing. Yes advertising and everything else is still deeply you know afraid of fat and stuff but looking at her now 10 years later i'm like she's not she really is only like five pounds overweight you know there's one she's point darn cute she's really cute and i really envy i remember envying this at the time too she has little tiny boobs and she never has to wear a bra and I'm mm -hmm. so envious of her little tiny boobs. Because you can wear so many different mm -hmm. fashions. Yeah, I like how she wears clothes. It was groundbreaking. And mm -hmm. it's still good. Because the clothes she wears, they're very cute. But they're not flattering in the way where they're trying to simulate a perfect hourglass figure or make you look skinny. Which Marnie, who is super skinny, is often wearing yeah. a dress with black panels on the side. Or, you know, things that are supposed to make you look skinny. Mm -hmm. So it's just like... Cute clothes, not trying to make you look skinnier than you are, mm -hmm. and just being naked. And some people are fine with showing their naked body, and that's that's totally fine. And I think it was great to normalize that this is a cute, attractive person who people are interested in romantically and sexually. Mm -hmm. So she did a great job. But she changed things and also really had a spotlight on her and, and there was a huge backlash. Yes. You can tell she struggles with it. Like there's a scene where Adam Sackler is like playing with her little tiny belly pooch, you know, mm -hmm. and like. I relate to that a lot. I it do looks too. a lot like my belly. <laughs> I'm like, too. I like to see that. Yeah. It's nice to see. Yeah, but you can tell she's kind of uncomfortable with it. And like a lot of the sex they have is sort of gross and dominating. And some of the like dirty talk that they have is, is not enlightened in any way. And he tries role playing and he'll do things like jerk off and have her talk to him in like a dominating way. And it's kind of weird and gross. Uncomfortable but, scene. Yeah. That and one. Yes. I can't unsee it. Yeah. It, it is. It's very uncomfortable. But she's sort of into it. And she's kind of like trying to figure out what she wants with him. And they do have these sweet moments sometimes where she'll like try to end things with him. But she doesn't. And he seems to be receptive to her emotional needs. And but what's so fascinating about him is really like the first time you see him he's just someone that you either love or hate but he has these kind of hilarious and like despite like all the brutal talk and everything else there's like a lot of nuance to his character that you see like in the first 30 seconds and it's I really I love Adam Sackler from start to finish mm -hmm. I can't get enough of him yeah I was a little skeptical like am I gonna hate this but no I I love it I mean they have chemistry Hannah and Adam even with their creepy, dirty talk. I mean, they can riff off each other. Yeah. They can improvise with each other. Yes. And that is really cool to see relationship-wise. And I wonder how much improvising they did. Yeah. You know? I wonder how much Adam Driver was sort of a collaborator with this. I mean, they were just young, living their life, then putting it on a TV show. They didn't have any time to reflect. Yeah. So obviously they were gonna make mistakes and not everything age as well there's so many funny little things with hannah too that are just so relatable so the first episode her parents come to visit her and tell her that they're cutting her off 
And then she goes to this dinner party and drinks this opium tea and gets really high. And she's like, I've got to prove to my parents that like the money they're investing in me and a writer is worth it. So she brings her novel over to them and like wakes them up and makes them read it. And she's like, I don't want to scare you guys, but I think I'm the voice of my generation. And it's so hilarious. And then she passes out. And it's three pages. You know, like three sheets of paper. I know. She's like, read it right now. But, you know, she kind of was the voice of her generation. I know. She was kind (laughs) of right. Then, like, there are these other moments where she's constantly worrying that, like, somehow an STD can, like, get up on the (laughs) side of the condom. Yeah. And she goes to the gynecologist and the gynecologist is like, you could not pay me enough money to be 24 again. And I absolutely remember doing those Google searches. And, like, I never thought stuff was going to get up on that side. But, you know, all those choices or like when she's at this job and she the job interview oh the with, job interview oh, with is, the, who's that guy he was on this american life a lot berbiglia yeah oh that's who that is yeah that's cute. what's his name mike um, mike berbiglia? berbiglia yeah yes i was gonna bring that up because yeah, you talk about that so the, she's... well they just got out of college and now they're in the quote real world and i remember being this age and you are baby adults you know we have younger children and with babies, they have to learn everything about being alive. If they were in a wading pool and fell in the water, you had to get them out. They wouldn't come out on their own. Like they couldn't keep themselves alive. You need parents watching all the time to keep these babies alive. And they have to learn everything, things you've known so long that you don't think about having to learn. And now it's like another phase of that. And I it's did the worse same because thing. they think they know. Yet you're so confident and you've just come out of college where you're sort of, it's this special world. And if there's like a newspaper, you're the editor and you're the, I mean, you're the top. And then you go into this world and you are the bottom and you don't know anything. And she went in, she's really good. Hannah's really good at job interviews Mm -hmm. because she's really good at banter Mm -hmm. and like meeting people. And they show this job interview. It's going so well. But then she makes this joke about date rape. Mike Burbigley is like, "Mm," but she doesn't get it. And she keeps going. And like, she was totally going to get this job. And then she didn't get it. So you have to learn every single thing. Like you can't, make a joke about date rape in a job interview and he even explains that to her he's like maybe you're new to like the job world but like you can't make jokes about rape in a job interview and she's like so baffled but then there are also some things that just like not aging well like at the beginning she's working as an unpaid intern and i do feel like 10 years later that conversation she has where she's trying to get paid, I think that is something that's more prevalent in job discourse now. Like interns can expect payment. Then she finally gets this job in this lawyer's office where he kind of is like friendly, but like too handsy. And she has this I long mean, literally conversation. literally touches their boobs and butts. Yeah. But also seems like a nice person for yeah, all that. Yeah, go beyond that. Yeah. And so she doesn't really get that either. And she's like trying to talk to the older women in the office and they're like it's fine and they're like I, you get used to it yeah. and then he doesn't yell at you for being late or whatever right and i think i've actually been on both sides of that conversation too and then they also just funny things where they try to take her under their wing and they try to fix her eyebrows oh my god and she loved them <laughs> it's hilarious but all of those moments as like a young 
24-year-old woman were just painfully accurate. Even in those first seven episodes, going back to Adam, she's kind of growing and changing, and she goes to visit her parents for their wedding anniversary, and a lot of stuff happens. But one of the things that happens is she realizes how much she misses him, but they have this really sweet, and I remember And he this, calls her he for calls the her. first time yeah. to chat. He calls her. It's not just that they're chatting and that they're relating and he says that he misses her too, but also just that sweet thing where she has him like go to the window and describe what he sees outside because she's missing New York. All of it is so it's romantic. Um, yeah. And also just so how I felt when I was 24, you know, like I was in a new, I was in Minneapolis, I was in a new city and I was really trying to relate to it as my home. And I had all these things that felt so fresh and new in my life and I saw all of that in her in those first episodes and in their their relationship. It's sweet. It made me feel like people don't change. People love to talk about generations and millennials. And I do too. But all my relationships in my early 20s and in college through my 20s and maybe it goes into your like mid-30s. I don't know. In the early 20s, there was a lot of breaking up and getting back together. You're kind of not ready to be serious and it comes out in different ways so you break up get back together but also you just don't know how to do relationships either mm -hmm. not that I'm great now but I am married and have been I'm still married so I don't know it must be better than like how I was yeah in my early 20s I also just think at some point as you get older you kind of are like okay I'm done with this now and actually I remember this from Sex in the City which they nod to as well yeah because... well it's the format of Sex in the City for women friends and basically their sexual mm -hmm. and you know insecure is kind of the same thing for women friends yes. and their sexual experiences but in LA and yeah. the black they're recycling the formula of sex in the city well, and that's what I mean they nod to it because Shoshana yeah. has this huge poster and she talks about like which one she is and you know who hasn't done that yeah I was trying to figure out I'm like okay so she is Charlotte obviously mm -hmm. Hannah's Carrie yep Jess is Samantha. Yeah. And, and Marnie is, is Miranda. Yeah. It was a pretty obvious copy, but it still was very original. What I was going to say is in Sex and the City, they talk about how men are like taxis. And at some point he turns his light on and that just means he's like ready to get married. Oh, yeah. And I do feel like that's true. You reach a certain point in your dating life where you're like, okay. And then the next person you meet is the person you're going to marry. Mm -hmm. And like, it is sometimes that you meet your soulmate, but it's also sometimes that you're just ready for that stage of your life. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of both. Anyway, I love all the relationships and I love the way Marnie and Charlie relate to each other too. Cause I've also been in that relationship where He's just this smothering person who she doesn't even want to be touched by anymore. And he's like a good guy and she can't. I don't know. I've been in that relationship, too. And it's yucky. Mm -hmm. Well, they've been together for four years, like in college and studying yeah. in college. So that's a long time. Yeah. And you do have to kind of decide at that point, like if you're going to get married or not. Who wants Probably to get married when they're 25? Not, not yeah. me. My mom had me when she was 23. Wow. My mom had me when she was 27. Joel's yeah. mom had him when she was 19. Yeah, my mom always says how old she felt, like she was the last one. <laughs> it's great now because she's still young. Okay, so what else happened? You're going to have to lead me through these yeah, episodes because so, I have a lot piled on top of okay, it now. Okay, so now I'm looking at the episode guide. We meet Hannah. We have her parents cut her off in the first episode. 
And um, Adam's kind of a creepy guy at this point. I think it's episode two when he sends her a dick pic and then it's like, sorry, that wasn't for you. <laughs> I know. And it had like a squirrel on it. Yeah. I didn't get a good look at it. I but. couldn't. You don't really see it. I think you probably could. They couldn't really show a dick. Like you see just kind of a flash of it. Uh-huh. But then as they're looking at it, he sends his texts and they're also like freaked out that he spelled sorry S-R-Y, even though everyone does that now. Yeah, I guess that was like a new thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, later on, like, uh, Hannah's in another interview, and they ask her, what's her brand? And she was, like, confused by the question, and no one would be confused by that question mm-hmm. now. Like, what's your personal brand? But I remember being super appalled when that came out, like, your personal brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then also we find out that Shoshana's a virgin in episode two, which is, she's kind of cute. She's um, cute. I like her. They're so like mean her to too. her. They are. I like her character a lot, though. I like her character a lot, too. So Marnie's kind of bored by Charlie. Jessa gets this babysitting job with these kids, and she's kind of insufferable. She's flirting with the husband, and he's kind mm -hmm. of in love with her. That's an interesting dynamic also. Hannah gets this touchy-feely boss. She goes to Michigan. Marnie keeps breaking up and getting back together with Charlie. Charlie reads... Hannah's diary that was weird it was really Ray's idea yeah it was Ray's idea and then finds out that Marnie doesn't really love him the way that he loves her so they keep breaking up and getting back together their band did a song about it that was it's terrible yeah yeah and that's sort of how they broke up it's terrible Ray is just hateful at the beginning Mm -hmm. just awful like just awful person yeah but then maybe we should just talk about this party that they go to because it's such an awesome episode and a whole bunch of stuff kind of comes together i went to one party like this joel and i were talking about that joel was like i hosted parties like that and i was like no you didn't okay so you set the scene well it's a party but it's basically in a huge warehouse building and i don't know hundred thousands of people are there there's like a dj and everyone's going jessa gets a mystery text she doesn't know who it's from. I like how she calls phone. texts word, word alerts. alerts. Yeah, she has good, definitely good ways to put things. And she's kind of like a person who seems really smart, but didn't finish college. And bohemian. Uh, yeah. although She clearly has a shitload of money because all she does is travel. So they go to this party. Shoshana thinks she's smoking pot and she accidentally smokes crack. Ray. Why is Ray there? Oh, he's there because his band is playing with Charlie. Charlie already has a new girlfriend. Marnie's like boring guys by trying to tell them her sorrows. And then Hannah sees Adam for the first time out in the wild. He's wearing clothes and she's never seen him wear a shirt before. And he's dancing with all these cool lesbians who think he's awesome. And he's doing a class, some Adam Driver thing where he's just like picking Picking people up up. and throwing them around. But the other thing that's hilarious where he's dancing is there's a black light. So his teeth are like glowing white. (laughs) And one of his friends chats with Hannah and Hannah realizes, first of all, that he talks about her to his friends. And the friend's name is Taco with a K. Yeah, and that he has friends. And that he has friends. And she knows nothing about his personal life outside the apartment. They never did a show about how they met. I know. How did they meet? I know. It seems like maybe they just met on the street one day or like totally unclear. She also finds out from Taco that he is an AA and it's a big part of his life. And that he loves to read. And that he loves to (laughs) read. She doesn't know. About him. But I mean, you can't blame her because he was always giving her the message that he did not 
want to be her boyfriend. Yeah. He did not want to commit. So she gets the message loud and clear in the beginning of their relationship. Mm -hmm. And this kind of becomes a problem later. I think mm -hmm. she can't adjust when he changes. Mm -hmm. Like she still thinks he's not committed to her or doesn't want to be. So when she sees him across the room, her friends have never met him either. They don't even know if he exists. And Jessa has a great line where she's like, he does kind of look like the original man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. And then he sees her and he's just so goofy with his glowing white teeth and Hannah kind of hides. And he's like, Hannah, Hannah. And she just. Yeah. He, yeah, he reaches out, but he had been ignoring her text. So she, of course, thinks like he doesn't like her and is feeling rejected. But he seems oblivious to this. Yes. He tries to like call her over and she runs away. But eventually she goes back to him and they dance together and it's really cute. Yeah, they have like fun, super fun dancing scene. Yeah, like super, like she's doing the robot. It's just really cute. Well, and she doesn't drink because she says she's it gives afraid her she's going to lose or control or throw up or something. And uh, he doesn't drink because he's in recovery. I like that part about his character. I too. do too. I do too. And it's not a piece that he really talks about. You know, it's just like an aspect of, he says, he's like, it's been a part of my life since I was 16. Have you seen the episode yet where he's in AA and talks about falling in love? No. I love this episode. I can't wait. It's another one of my favorite moments of yeah. his. It's, and that I remembered it. Like, I remember a lot. I was surprised how much so many of those things like went right into my brain. Yeah, I remembered things as I watched it again, but I knew I would have to totally rewatch the entire thing because before I rewatched it, you know, I couldn't tell you one coherent thing about the show Girls, except like I liked it at the time. But then you kind of forget and you don't know because there was so much negativity about it mm -hmm. after it was over. So then he takes her on his bike, which is also mm -hmm. unclear why he's doing that. And she's riding on the handlebars and they're trying to go somewhere then she kind of freaks out because he's riding really fast and she doesn't know where they are and it's dark and so she gets marnie on the phone and marnie's like drop a pin drop a pin and when i was watching it the first time i was like what is this drop a pin the first time yeah, yeah. i still can't drop i a can't pin. either i don't know how to drop a pin yeah, you I know. can't either. But Marnie does. I'm or, an old lady. I can't yeah. drop a pin. But Hannah does. So then Marnie comes to rescue her in a cab. And there's this moment where she's like confronting Adam. And he's like, what do you want from me? What do you want? she seems to think like he's murdering her or something. Yeah. And also that he doesn't care about her. And like maybe she wants more. And she doesn't really even understand what her feelings are. And finally. And when you, if you're seeing a guy and maybe he's a jerk. And, you know, when you talk to your friends about it, I mean, you're venting about, like, the worst stuff. So the friend has heard all the worst stuff. Right. And so she doesn't know, like, the good right. part or that he's not going to murder her or something. Yeah. So she's trying to, like, save Hannah's life, sort of. Yeah. So she comes in this cab and he's like, what do you want from me? Do you want me to be your boyfriend? And then she's like, yes. And you don't see her say that. But then the next scene, you see them all crammed into the back of the cab with the bike i don't think you can get a bike in i don't the back think you can either but maybe he took the wheel off and you just can't see that oh yeah he could take so probably just take a the wheel frame. off they were shoved in and they all it was like the end of the graduate mm -hmm. dustin hoffman bangs on the glass and interrupts the wedding and they run away and then get on the bus and then you just see their faces and they're like they're the same age too like after mm -hmm. college just like holy shit what did we just do and that's what it was like. Yes. The three of them. 
And, and they're all end. having different reactions. But Hannah is smiling and her smile gets bigger and bigger in the last 10 seconds. And it's sweet. And like, you know, they've hit a turning point. But actually, like everyone kind of hits a turning point because it's just a really well constructed episode. Because, so good. Mm-hmm. Because like Shoshana smokes the crack and Shoshana's whole thing is like she just wants to lose her virginity and be an adult. But she's like a child. And anyway, Jessa leaves Ray to look after her. And Ray's kind of an ass, but then he realizes, like, he really needs to look after this person, and he chases her. And I remember that scene so well, too. Like, she's just wild. And somehow, like, she's suddenly running in her underwear, and she's not (laughs) wearing a skirt anymore. (laughs) And finally, he catches her, and she's like, thinks he's going to hurt her. So she, like... And all she's talking about is like, I've got to get to the front of the class and kickboxing. Like, how come I can't be in the front of the class and kickboxing? And she's like talking really fast and she stops and she hits him and like knocks him out. Then he sort of turns into Ray with the sad eyes. Like his face gets kind of sweet. Their relationship starts out with uh, her kicking and punching him. And and she's freakishly strong. At that moment, they fell in love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, through the confrontations, yeah, the fight was really good with Hannah and Adam Yep. And, and, also, and he said the thing that I remembered always, when I commit to something, I really commit to it. That blew my mind. I'm like, wow. Because no, I'd never heard that <laughs> in real life. <laughs> like, that's a TV show. But yeah, um, I don't know if I've ever had a man say that to me. Because yeah, there was like committed. I mean, Charlie was super committed to Marnie. He wanted to. But in a gross, some, suffocating way. Yeah, it was a turn off for her. It was a turnoff for me. I'm trying to remember my reaction when I first started rewatching. Way more critical than I would mm-hmm. normally be. Because you feel like you are not supposed to like it. And also it's from the past. And you're like, this is going to be really like offensive in ways I can't imagine. Or something. And there are things that I yeah. just am like, this is like, you would not do this now. This is dated. But then by episode seven, I'm like, I freaking love this. Yeah, I'm in outer space. This is so good. Yep. Same, same. And also the thing with Jessa is really interesting too. Like this man whose wife is clearly the more successful of the two sends her a word alert. She doesn't know who it is, but she tells him to come to the party. And then he comes and he like kind of has this crisis where he's like, I'm a loser. He had brought a bottle. He brought a bottle of wine to this like warehouse party. And anyway, it Jessa starts off a series of events where they make these other people at the party mad by accidentally dropping the wine bottle on them and they come and they punch him in the face. So she has to go to the emergency room with him. I have definitely met that man where he gets mad at her because she's like, we're not friends. Like, I'm not your friend. You came to this thing. She kind of is feeding his own worst instincts about himself where he's 50 years old and And he's hitting on this beautiful 25 year old. Mm -hmm. He's at a party where he shouldn't be when she actually is like, no, we're not friends like I'm not your friend I'm not going to be here for you then he of course gets mad at her which is what men do and it's gross and she's she knows it's gross and all of that is real to me too I know I've been in that situation not that I'm the beautiful 25 year old but I've definitely been in situations with older men where it's gross maybe it seems obvious that they sort of have a crush on you or something but you don't take it seriously because you're obviously nothing's gonna happen but then at some point it becomes real that they really do expect or want something to happen. And then the typical thing, you lose your job over right. it um, because this man desired you inappropriately. Yeah. There's also an abortion. Yep. They go to an abortion clinic mm-hmm. because Jess is pregnant. She uh, gets her period. 
Yeah. When she's blowing off the abortion. Yeah. I think that's one of the first times that's been on TV. And there was a, like a Jenny Slate movie, something yeah. child. Yeah, that, I think oh, it was called like awesome. the unwanted child or yeah, the... surprise, unexpected child or something yeah. like that. But that was also a really big deal to show an abortion just as a real thing mm-hmm. that you can do. And I think that changed the conversation about abortion where instead of referring to it in more of an abstract way, or yeah. that like women should just tragic. be able to She's choose doing it. if it's not the right time, yeah. you know, and that's fine. You don't need to have a case of rape or incest or your own survival to choose an abortion like that. That's actually OK. And the woman's not going to be irrevocably damaged. It's not. She can right. keep being a p- person and living her life. Yeah. And like that was the thing. It wasn't the right time. That was new. She didn't actually have the abortion. Oh, but then there was yeah. there was an abortion in Sex in the City. But she didn't have also she didn't have the abortion. Remember Miranda got pregnant with mm-hmm. Steve's baby, but they weren't together. It was like a one night stand or something. Yeah. And she went but to the abortion clinic. To have it. So they don't actually have yeah. the abortion. Same here. They go to the clinic, kind of like, hey, this is what it's like. It's a normal thing. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. But she they didn't actually have the abortion in that case either. Mm-hmm. It's always was notable at that time mm-hmm. to see an abortion. And I don't know what's going to happen now with Roe v. Wade getting overturned probably this summer. So that was something new mm-hmm. at the time. A lot so, of flip phones. A lot of flip phones. My feeling is I'm excited to keep watching. Love Adam Sackler. Love that he's in a supportive role and not the lead but that it's a really good role and like it's fun to watch him flexing his muscles literally and figuratively it's the kind of heart and soul of the show i think Mm -hmm. the relationship which why the end is so kind of like hard to take Mm -hmm. that's a spoiler but everyone should know by now what happens quick rundown like what were the plots of the other episodes in case we're totally skimming over. I don't, I don't think we are. Pilot is aspiring writer Hannah Horvath is left floundering when parents stop supporting her. We got through that. Flatmate Marnie is beginning to feel suffocated by long-term boyfriend. Bohemian friend Jessa has just returned from traveling. Okay. Vagina panic. Hannah worries when she realizes that Adam might not be practicing monogamy. Marnie denies her growing boredom. Shoshana confesses a secret. I think that must be the abortion episode. She confesses it. At the oh, that clinic. she's a virgin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hannah finds out she has an STD uh, and her honorable. Okay. I didn't know that men couldn't be tested for HPV. The only thing we haven't talked about, because then, and her honorable intentions to inform an ex-boyfriend prompt the dropping of another bombshell. Meanwhile, Marnie is attracted to a cocky artist. Booth Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> um, and yeah. And the bombshell. I do love Elijah. I love oh, Elijah. that character. Love, yeah. Love him. Okay, Hannah's diary. Hannah's uncomfortable around touchy boss. Shoshana continues quest to lose virginity. Meanwhile, trouble brews when Hannah's diary falls into the wrong hand. It doesn't fall into the wrong hands. I do like the part when Ray is going through her underwear drawer and he's like, crotchless panties, those are hot. And then he's like, oh, they just have holes in them. Holes, yeah. (laughs) Because that's what my underpants look like. Maybe that's TMI. Adam has a different idea about his relationship with Hannah. Marnie and Charlie assess their relationship. Jessa is determined to conquer someone she used to date. 
Hannah, okay, the return, Hannah flies to Michigan for her parents' anniversary. Hannah spends time with old friends. And then it's Welcome to Bushwick, a.k.a. The Craxident. Ray becomes Shoshana's spirit guide. <laughs> yeah, I think we covered most I think everything we, we needed to talk about in the first yeah. seven episodes. I mean, should we give it a comb rating? Yeah, five I'm combs. Can, yeah, five combs. For sure. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Five combs for Adam's performance. Five combs for watching. For the show. Revisit this. Five, five, five. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Also, oh, I will say too, I think I said this already, but the music's really good. Oh, yeah. Like I love, so there's one scene, and I remember this scene clearly from the first time we watched it too, when she's coming to terms with HPV and like what that means and blah, blah. And she's like trying to come up with the perfect tweet. And then she like starts bopping to Robin dancing all alone. I love that song. And then Marnie comes home and like they dance to it together. And I love that. And then there's like some MGMT in there and there's some LCD sound system. Like it's all music that I loved in the early aughts and I forgot about. Yeah. And that New York music scene at that time mm. was really good. Also, I always notice in the credits that it says music by Michael Penn. He had some hits when I was in college at the radio station. There is that Gen X influence. Judd Apatow, Michael Penn, they put a lot of a lot behind this show. The show just isn't just about Lena Dunham. I mean, it's really so many people, including our Adam Driver. And he's great. And it's great. Okay, so next time, are we going to do some more girls? Mm -hmm. We'll just keep it going. We're just so gonna keep girls going. is going to be like part one and on, and we'll see. Yep. I'm going to have to rewatch things like two times because I'm farther ahead and then I'll forget by the time. But you'll just have to like lead me through. And then I I'll think remember. I can easily watch like six episodes at a time. Like I just like popped right through them like candy. And it's fun yeah. to watch with Joel. So they're half hour. Mm -hmm. There's 10 episodes a season until you get to season three. Then there's 12 episodes on that season. Interesting. But then season four, it's back to 10. I'm not sure I want to go all the way to the end because I, I didn't love the last season, but. I'll go all the way to the end and let you know what I think if we need to. You're a completist. I totally am. Yeah. Also, I just don't remember anything, so I have to be. I didn't notice. I figured a couple things out talking Adam Driver and TV. You Don't Know Jack is a TV movie that Adam Driver is in oh. about Jack Kevorkian. Oh. And then there was a series called The Usuals or The Unusuals that there's one season of mm -hmm. that he's in. Mm. And then there was like a pilot called something like The Maladies that was mm -hmm. an HBO pilot, which is doesn't seem to be on HBO now and doesn't seem to be available. Joel could probably anywhere. find it. Yeah. That would be cool if we could ask him. find it. Yeah. The pilot for, I don't know. It's on the internet. Race is a funny thing. I don't know if it's in those first seven episodes. Hannah thinks she invents the word sexit. Was that in? <laughs> no. And Ray's like, if only there was a modern machine that could tell us. And so they Google it. All right. So next time, tune in. More girls. Oh, this was episode Watch 26. It. Yeah, start watching. You will not be disappointed. Mm -mm. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.